Dropped off a pretty little girl Same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus She walked right over me Booster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane Good afternoon, Matt Good afternoon, Derek. It is a uh, blustery uh, Monday, followed by, I guess it's following, a very blustery Sunday. Uh, extremely warm, kind of a summer-like Sunday. I uh, hope that you uh, had a good weekend this weekend, enjoying some of that. Yeah, the wind's been blowing pretty good for about the last three or four days. Typically, comes in with some weather, but it's been some nice days with blue skies and uh, pretty good wind. But, you know, some more weather rolling in here shortly. I think Wednesday, really bad rain. Yeah. But then the weekend is supposed to be pretty nice, except for Easter Sunday. I think later on in the week, though, it's supposed to be really nice. Thursday and Friday is supposed to be pretty some nice days to get out, get around, look around some different houses, look around possibly for new property, maybe some new neighborhoods. There's some new neighborhoods going on the east of town that uh, people may get out and start looking at. And if you're looking to buy or sell residential real estate in DeSoto County, please consider using or contacting the best real estate team in DeSoto County, which happens to be our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time, currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood, your zip code, what's going on in your area when it comes to buying or selling. Call them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Give Brian a call on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can do a full home search anywhere in the Mid-South at teamcouch.com. Very simple, teamcouch.com. I'll continue to say it. You don't want to go into this very hot DeSoto County market alone. Go with the best. Use the best realtors in the area, the ones with all the knowledge, all the experience that you want when it comes to your realtor. Give Brian and Terry a call with Team Couch. Remember, every home needs a couch. 662-449-1700. Most of our podcast listeners know that right about this time is when we have, uh, for the last uh, maybe 14, 15 months, is when we would interject our studio sponsor. We currently do not have a studio sponsor. If you're interested in being the sponsor for uh, the UTW podcast when it comes to our, our studio, you're welcome to give us an email, info at gmail.com. That's info at gmail.com. Had a studio sponsor for a long time. They decided to go in a different direction, a little bit more national campaign on their behalf, and we wish them nothing but the best. But that's that spot is open if you are interested. Under the water tower info at gmail.com. Well, Derek, early in our Tuesday show, we always do our words from the weekend. Talk a little bit about our weekend, what we did, and maybe some different things uh, that uh, pertain to our word. Your word for the weekend this weekend is what? Matt, my word from the weekend is reflection. Okay. Um, reflection. I went, traveled to Nashville to my nephew's. Uh, he was baptized or christened. Very beautiful Catholic church up there in Nashville. And um, so we got there. It was kind of a down and back trip for us. And you know, spent basically the whole day doing that. But really good to see it. And I kind of just reflecting because... You know, I was there four years ago for his brother when he was baptized, and also just kind of, you know, you think about how fast four years go, uh, and then, you know, kind of the things that you have celebrated during that last four years, but of course with the last two years, 
a lot of the time that we've lost with family members because of COVID and other things. And so uh, just some reflection there. Uh, and then also kind of reminded me of my kids being baptized. And now I've got a son that's graduating in a month. You know, just some reflection on that, which I'm so I'll have a lot of that coming up over the next four or five weeks. Um, and then, of course, as he enters college in, in August. Um, but just a, a you know a lot of, of reflecting time, you know, the just the planning that uh, and then kind of, a, I guess, the contrast uh, between, you know, just the, the little baby uh, and then 18 years later, you've got a son and uh, just kind of that kind of reflection, that contrast between the two things. Thinking about this weekend, planning one and, and the attending kind of the first of many several things for my nephew were just just something that kind of hit me over the weekend and uh, spent a lot of time Sunday doing everything that I was doing, reflecting on that. Uh, and just uh, kind of all that means to me. So that was my word from the weekend was kind of taking that and, and the beautiful weekend that we had and doing some reflection. Yeah, the next four months for both of us, Derek, are going to be filled with reflection. I mean, having 18-year-old kids moving on to college, moving on to Ole Miss, uh, now that we both know where our kids are going. So the, the trip down to Oxford will uh, take on a new meeting. We were there uh, having to go down there last Friday to uh, Hannah Grace, try it out for the Ole Miss Choir oh. and made it. Very so nice. she will be. Thank you, thank you. She will be in the Ole Miss choir um, to start. Uh, let's see how busy they keep her, and see if she <laughs> continues that as she gets down to Oxford and gets pretty busy. But uh, yeah, the next four months are going to be just full of reflection. It'll be our last family vacation with them not being in college, and uh, it'll be our last. Uh, Hannah Grace will be going to the, her last church trip, you know, with the youth group and that type of stuff. So man, just you're right. Time flies. Definitely, definitely time flies. My word's a little bit different, Derek. Something, uh, you know, we talked on our Friday show about the Masters. I talked about uh, how much you look forward to watching the Saturday and Sunday uh, rounds. Well, about 2.30 on Sunday, I got a text, a reminder from a friend of mine, uh, something that we were going to be doing with our church, uh, Hernando United Methodist Church. Going to be doing a fish fry, a little bit of a uh, devotional, and then uh, playing some bingo. Derek, playing some bingo. So my word from the weekend is bingo. And I say that because we had a very nice time. Went over there on Sunday, had a bit of a devotional, a uh, very, uh, let's just say, avid UTW podcast listener. Did arguably the best devotional in history. (laughs) I mean, seriously, uh, I won't mention her name, but she knows who she is. Just the best devotional. Uh, I mean, seriously, I think three people came to Christ yesterday. Nice. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding, of course, but great job on her behalf. And then we did some music and we did some singing. But like I said, then we played some bingo, Derek. And my word from the weekend being bingo is because it really is amazing how you take a simple game that we've all played a million times and every color, every shape, uh, some people in bad health, good health, whatever, young, old, they have some, some of the kids were there helping out, but we were all able to have a good time and smile and any differences that we have were set aside and we just played bingo, man. And, uh, our good buddy Preston was up there, you know, the, the voice the silky voice of, uh, <laughs> Dr. Mac up there doing the, um, the, the letters and, and getting that done. And everybody just had a really good time. And it, it just shows you, Derek, that if you'll just make the effort, if you'll just, you know, reach out to those and work with those and, um, a little bit of catfish and a little bit of bingo we can uh, here in America. It's a pretty, pretty amazing uh, thing to uh, to do. So we really, really enjoyed that wonderful ministry there uh, with HUMC. want to thank Miss Cheryl Bean for starting to do that. Uh, it was definitely something that she felt was important. So just a good experience. And again, my work from the weekend is bingo. And not just that game in particular, but man, just really we forget how a simple game, a simple thing uh, allows you to open up with others and have fellowship and really, you know, when it's all said and done, we all enjoy each other if we'll just take the time and make the effort. So really enjoy those uh, people there at uh, Hill Manor. Thank you for letting us come in and, and be a part of your Sunday afternoon. Gave away some good prizes and uh, just had a really, really nice time. 
uh, just a great game and a great fellowship. And, I, you know, there were some pictures sent out from it and really look forward to attending that sometime. So uh, kudos for you going yesterday. Well, I had the worst bingo card in the history of the bingo cards. I seriously <laughs> had the worst one. was not very uh, – definitely not a winner. I was. We had to do a blackout at the end to get the grand prize. I was, I was missing one number. One what number. What was the number? I-19. Oh, that's uh, – I-19. I-22. Over and over and over like, I'm just thinking the numbers are always called nope. I-19. That's, nope. a, that's so, a tough one. Not some to people called. were winning two and three times, and your boy was just in the back getting nowhere just uh you know looking forward to that catfish really but uh well Derek as I mentioned a second ago we had some young people come and help us there at Hill Manor and we appreciate them showing up but let's talk a little bit with not a lot going on with the city right now we're in between Auburn meetings Hernando's the only city business that we talk about now so it leaves a little bit of a void sometimes on those weeks that they're not meeting but on this particular show tell me about the Soto County Schools speaking of young people tell me about the Soto County Schools have a new program for this summer that might help out with some kids over the last two years that got behind the Soto County School Board District uh, they voted on two programs the school district will offer to help students needing to catch up ahead of their next year of classes DCS has offered a third grade reading camp and a summer school in the past and those programs will continue after an approval vote by the board on Thursday afternoon the literacy based promotions act requires all third grade students to read on a grade level before they can be promoted to fourth grade to ensure that the students can read on that level they are administered the Mississippi Academic Assessment Program at the end of third grade. If a student does not pass this assessment, even though he or she may have passed the third grade, the student must be given an opportunity to retest. The reading camp for this, try to help out with this, will be held at South Haven Intermediate School between June 20th and the 30th from 8 to 11.30 a.m. at no cost to the student and bus transportation will be provided. So students who take part in the summer reading camp would be retested again at the end of June to determine if their reading level would allow them to be promoted to fourth grade. Now, this is very important, Matt, because there's a couple of these last two years have been really hard. Some students, you know, there were a lot of uh, at-home learning. There was a lot of virtual learning. And so some students did fall behind in the reading category. The state does require you to be at a third grade reading before you can be promoted. And so this is really a big push that the, that the school wanted to get out to make sure that they understood that there is this availability from that last week of June to try to get the students the extra help that they need at no cost to get them up to that level. Now, the third grade reading camp was approved on a 5 nothing vote by the school board. Uh, the summer school proposals were also approved by the board on Thursday. So this is kind of an informational thing for those that are listening. Students in grades third through fifth needing help in one content area will be able to attend summer school between June 6th and the 30th at South Haven Intermediate School. There is no cost to take part in this either, but there will be no bus transportation offered for that. Students will receive three and a half hours of direct instruction from a certified teacher and mastery of skills will be determined through the analysis of direct created assessments. If a student successfully remediates the necessary skill, he or she will be promoted to the next grade. Students who have been retained in one content area will be eligible to attend at no cost. And then also for the middle school and high schools, a similar summer school program for students in grades 6 to 12 needing help in the subject area will also be offered. Now, this one is anytime between May 31st and July 8th at South Haven High School. Again, no cost to take part, but no bus transportation will be offered. Students will earn credits through Edgenuity with the exceptions of driver's ed. Uh, middle school students will be allowed to recover no more than two credits. High school students will be uh, allowed to recover any and all credits not earned during the regular year at no cost. And again, 
no transportation will be provided. So again, if you're a student struggling, if they you know they failed a class, they failed a couple classes, there is an opportunity to retake this summer. But the, and also this program for the third graders really is important. If you're not really on the third grade level, or even they're going to be retested in May. So May is another the testing month. So if they're retested and don't pass the third grade reading test at that time, they can take that test at the end of June and again try to be promoted hopefully to the fourth grade. You know, Derek Hannah Grace uh, really was took an interest in reading very early on. And, and I, I will credit that 100% for her being a good quality student, even in high school, is the fact that she was not afraid to read and comprehend very early and very well. So that's definitely something. And um, in today's world, Derek, there's nothing embarrassing. Go, go to summer school. Yeah. If your kid's struggling with something, it's a free opportunity from uh, you know the, the Soda County schools. Take them up on it. Go. And uh, let's get these kids rolling back because they did miss out on so many things for you know about a year or more period um, that, I mean, Derek, Younger kids uh, having teachers wear masks was tough to learn how to read and see their mouths and the all that phonics kind of stuff. And all that stuff. That's, that's what I'm exactly saying. Right, yeah, yeah, just I mean, we're not going to lecture people here on the podcast. We definitely want to encourage you to, if that's something you feel like you need to do, please take these DCS uh, teachers and administrators up on this offer. Great job by them for offering for offering something. And uh, speaking of summer school, great movie by the way. Oh, Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. Wonderful movie. Go watch Summer School. Wilson has seen it. It is a really funny movie, good movie, 80s classic. The, guy, the guys that thought the horror films. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Chainsaw. <laughs> Chainsaw. Chainsaw. And you had Kirstie Alley, uh, you know, back in back in the day. Kirstie yeah. Alley was the, the teacher. Oh, yeah. A little throwback there. So, uh, Mark Harmon is not just famous. Oh, the the for, guy that spends the entire summer in the bathroom yes. and, and makes a 90. Yeah, got a, he's got a 93. Yeah, the guy, he says, uh, the guy who spent the entire semester in the bathroom got a 96 or whatever. <laughs> Good movie, uh, Summer School. Go check it out. All right, and something else DCS related. DeSoto County Schools were, um, you and I have talked a lot about COVID relief money, tax money. We've talked that uh, it's one of those things over the last two years, you kind of grab your nose and just have to deal with it. But DeSoto County Schools definitely got a good chunk of change over the next uh, three years. Tell us about DeSoto County Schools and uh, their COVID money plans over the next year or so. Yeah, Matt, the uh, Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund, it's called the ESSER Fund, was created initially by the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, uh, what we all know as the CARES Act, and then it was subsequently replenished in two other pieces of federal legislation, creating three separate pots of money for the state and districts to spend. Now, again, so this was three different pots of money called ESSERS 1, ESSER 2, and ESSER 3 that the counties were given. And again, it looked like uh, from the research done that every time there was more money given, uh, each time more money came out. And so there, there are several different things that the county, uh, and this is what we're going to be looking at, at our county school board, could spend the money on. Uh, they could spend it on employee salaries, employee benefits, professional and technical services, property services. Now, this includes like water and sewer, electricity, communication, etc. Other purchased services, this is like insurance, postal services, advertising, supplies. Supplies includes everything from obviously, um, you know, classroom supplies, but also includes software, gasoline, transportation supplies, and food for the cafeteria. Property, they could buy land, building and building improvements, computer equipment, furniture, connectivity, equipment, cars, and buses. Other objects, which are dues and fees, interest, debt payments to state agencies, and then finally, other uses. This would be summer food, 
or indirect cost. So this is what the money could be spent on. And so Mississippi Today uh, is a publication, a kind of a, uh, I guess, a statewide publication. MississippiToday.org. That is correct. MississippiToday.org is where you can find this information. It is a uh, a publication. If you go on there, there's an article dated back uh, last week, I think it's April 5th, that talks about this. And what I went in there and did was found the information for DeSoto County School District. And this is the money that they have received and now how they have spent it up until, again, this article was published. Uh, DeSoto County School District for ESSER 1, so the first round of funds that came through, DeSoto County was awarded $5,560,000. Of that amount, about all, I mean, $5,432,000, so almost all of it has been spent. What that has been spent on is employee salaries, uh, $828,000, employee benefits of $265,000, so about over a million dollars going toward the employees, uh, supplies at about $32,000, and then property. They've spent $4.3 million of that on property. So again, almost all of the first run of money has been spent. They have until September 30th of this year to spend that first run of money. Allocate or spend? More likely avail- allocate, yeah. right? Well, it says available through. Available through. Okay, available allocate. Through. I would say allocate. Yeah. Alloc- all right. The next round is ESSER 2. Now, this is available through September 30th of 2023. Now, Mississippi, again, got a lot more money this time around. DeSoto County did, too. They got $16.3 million. Of that, $4 million has been spent. Uh, that has gone, again, another $836,000 to employee salaries, another $275,000 to employee benefits, very similar to what was spent from the, uh, the first round of funding. So, again, another million one or so spent uh, on employees. And then $3.3 million of that has been spent on property. Now, they still, have, again, have about uh, $12 million left to spend there. Yes. Uh, so, a good round amount from that second round. And then, Matt, the third round of money came in. Again, this time, Mississippi got over $1.6 billion total. Of that, DeSoto County got $36,658,000. So, again, this is a, a whole lot of money that the, the county district has. The funds spent so far of that, obviously, is not as much as the first two because they're still spending the first two. A million six of that money has been spent. And of that, it has all gone to employees. A $1.2 million going to employee salaries, which we know that they gave – teacher pay raises this year, and then employee benefits of $380,000. Now, salaries includes salaries for teachers, professional personnel, instructional aides, substitute teachers, overtime pay, et cetera. And employee benefits includes health insurance, life insurance, retirement contribution to PERS, and unemployment compensation. So again, uh, 1.5 million of that has already been spent, or 1.6 million, excuse me, has already been spent all toward employees from the third round. So Matt, they still have tens of millions of dollars to spend from the federal money. So be looking for the, you know, the school district. This is going to be improving the HVACs. They're, you know, that might, again, we don't know this, that might have gone toward the purchase of the Hernando land. Uh, that's going to be used for any kind of, I know that the Hernando High School is getting new roof shortly. I think the supplies are already bought. It's just a matter of getting that done. The, the current high school will have new roof put on it so there's a lot of stuff going on around the county and there'll be even more going around because again this money is allocated through September 30th of 2024. Yeah, a lot of the uh, roofing supplies are sitting right there at the football stadium. That's right. Right, they're ready to go. So, um, I mean, look, you and I both know Stacy Graves, the uh, CPA for the county schools, and nobody's going to know more about this than she is and do a better job. A little shout out to Stacy there. Money for DeSoto County Schools, there's no better CPA, no better person out there. Feel really good about the DeSoto County Schools, the people that are going through this, uh, allocating those funds to different things. I think I remember mentioning something to Corey when he and I talked about this months ago. I do 
believe they are growing, going pretty aggressive on the HVAC and filtering systems yeah. for schools, the older ones, the newer ones, to get that up to up to speed, up to code when it comes to uh, you know certainly better better filtration for our kids. Like I said a few moments ago, I'm pretty sure the Mississippi Freedom guys kind of ran off the road when they started talking. <laughs> if they're listening to the show, they start they just ran off the road a little bit when it came to how much money taxes uh, you know tax wise uh, is coming towards Mississippi. So we digress. You grab your nose. It is a program. Mississippi got tons. DeSoto County's getting tons. Let's use it wisely. Spend it wisely to benefit the kids. Really, really uh, good program. Well, that kind of wraps up. As I mentioned, not a lot going on inside the city of Fernando right now with the uh, Autumn meeting being off this week. Uh, so, Derek, one more thing. Uh, county related, a pretty big deal. We've talked numerous times about the Get Well Corridor. There is a project that is beginning, which is a big deal. First ever on Get Well. Tell us about it. All right, so concert goers, tourists, and athletes and their families who are in South Haven playing in the sports tournaments right there at Snowden Grove will soon have a new option of where to stay during their visit. The developer of Silo Square announced this week that Fairfield Inn & Suites will build a three-story, 94-room hotel. Now, this is the first hotel in that Getwell corridor. The hotel will be located on the west side of Getwell and north of May Boulevard, directly behind Slim Chickens. Now, the, the developer of Silo Square, say, obviously, they're excited to have the hotel there. There was only two hotel sites that were allowed. Uh, both of these were purchased by Hari Hotels, LLC. That is the name of the company. Hari Hotels, LLC purchased both lots. The first one has been approved for the Fairfield and Inn Suites. This will allow, again, uh, visitors to you know that come for the tournaments. They don't, they don't no longer have to drive all the way back to the interstate. They can literally walk across the pedestrian bridge back to their hotel room, get yourself something to eat, you know, obviously a huge recruiting tool for that area. It's a huge recruiting tool for maybe like people that are coming in for concerts, uh, coming in for those those tournaments. So, uh, you know, this is just one of several things coming in. We know that uh, Georgia Blue is coming in. Belly Acres is coming in. Central Barbecue is already being built along with um, Whataburger. So, again, uh, this is a, a game changer. Again, there's only two that are going to be allowed. This is one of the at two. At this time. At so this far, time, yes. That have been, uh, I, I have guess, a feeling that's going to change. Well, I think it will change probably, I don't know about inside of Square, right, actual square sure. area, maybe north of there toward Getwell, Correct. maybe across the street, maybe what's the, by the soccer fields. There yep. may be a couple pieces of land over there. That's true. Um, but right now, inside of Square, there's only two lots. This is one of the two that has now been approved. Will start being built. As you like to say, kudos to the city of, of South Haven to having that, the development of that, the zoning of that to allow for that. And I think that's going to be a huge deal for people. I mean, 94 rooms, you know, you're having up to 90, 95 families staying there for those tournaments. Just a, a huge influx of money coming into South Haven. You know, Derek, a lot of UTW podcast listeners know I used to own a postal store called Going Postal there on Goodman Road. A gentleman walked in years ago and had a tube, and he said, he went to mail his tube. We mailed it off. He said, you know what's in there? And I said, no, sir. He goes, well, those are the plans, the original plans for Snowden Grove baseball field. He said, I can remember laying those out right there on our coffee table 25 plus years ago, almost 30 years ago, whatever he said that day, and um, they committed to it. The city of South Haven committed to it. They got it done. Uh, they should have built soccer fields years ago at the same time. Would have been an even bigger game changer. But they committed to their parks program 20-plus years ago. Must uh, Say what you want to about Greg Davis. Uh, worked his tail off for the city of South Haven when it comes to parks and the growth there. And then Muscle White has picked up the ball and, and just – 
he hasn't continued to run with it. He has scored touchdown after <laughs> touchdown after touchdown. South Haven right there in that silo square area for the next 25, 30 years is, is definitely the central heartbeat of DeSoto County. Very, very impressive. Congratulations to them. Makes total sense that there will be hotels around uh, such a a nice baseball field, soccer complex. Stone Grove Amphitheater is just going to be tremendous. A multi-million dollar renovation they're doing. So can't praise them enough, man. South Haven right up that Get Well corridor. I mean, I know a lot of us from right here in Hernando will be frequenting that area, going to some of those shows and seeing those different things, making the silo square, passing the resort type thing where you can go from one restaurant to another, you know, walk down the street with maybe a drink from a Mexican restaurant, the different Thanks. Congratulations to them. Uh, and right around the corner from them, Derek, just literally 500 yards away from Snowden Grove, is our newest advertiser, Holland Insurance. In business since 1981, Holland Insurance has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch, whether it's health, life, property, casualty, auto, Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland with Holland Insurance are ready to serve all throughout DeSoto County. Whether it's Blue Cross Blue Shield, Delta Dental, Mutual of Omaha, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, some of the largest insurance companies in the world trust Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland and Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Give them a call locally at 662-895-5528. That's 895-5528. If you possess a Mississippi insurance license and are looking to do something a bit different and you're thinking about possibly making a change, Look, you definitely want to give Bruce and Jerry a call. Talk to them about joining one of the fastest growing insurance companies in the Mid-South, Holland Insurance. Again, their phone number, 662-895-5528. On Sunday, May 1st, North Point Christian School will have its next preview the point for lower grades, senior kindergarten through sixth grade. The event will be at 2 p.m. and will give prospective families an opportunity to tour the school and meet with administration to see if North Point Christian is the right fit for your family. Grades are quickly filling up with upper school and preschool grades having wait lists, so they encourage you to register for this event quickly by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. North Point Christian School is excited that so many families are looking to Christian education. They have had an influx of new students over the last two years and continue to see excitement for 2022-2023. Don't delay. Call and register today. Memorial Day weekend is right around the corner. Fourth of July is up next. If you're thinking about traveling during those times, please reach out to Mobile Car and Van Rental. We do have some spots available now for uh, Memorial Day weekend, but 4th of July for sure is absolutely filling up. If you work with a church and you're in charge of or part of your summer travel when it comes to your church, children's ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry, give us a call, 662-469-4555, 662-469-4555. Give us a call. Tell us your needs, how many people you may have traveling. Let us see if we can be a part of your summer travel. Again, Mobile Car and Van Rental, the only car rental place in Hernando, located right at the corner of McCracken and Commerce, right here under the water tower. That number again, 662-469-4555 for Mobile Car and Van Rental. Middle of our Tuesday show leads us into uh, some people's favorite thing that we do here at the UTW Podcast. That's the DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to us each and every week by the DeSoto County Museum located across the street from Bancorp South on Commerce Street. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Rob Long and his staff are ready to show you all around the DeSoto County Museum, the wonderful artifacts, exhibits that they have here under the water tower. Derek, our fact of the week is what? Matt, did you know that the United States Amateur Field Trials 
were held during the post-World War II years right here in Hernando. I did know that, yes. This was a major national sporting event held in Hernando that put us on the map in the post-wartime era. Bird dog owners, trainers, and fanciers came from all over the nation to watch these championships perform in the fields. Many of the farmers around the area allowed the field trials to use their land. A great spirit of cooperation existed within the entire community for the convenience and pleasure of those attending. Parties were held for the participants, and many of the citizens of Hernando attended these functions. So, Matt, coming out of that, coming out of World War II, you know, kind of Hernando caught on to the field trials, those amateur field trials. They would bring their dogs around here, you know, be able to go out in all the, the farmer fields. I mean, think of all the farms that we've had around here. And I mean, still to this day, but I mean, back sure. especially back then, uh, having them kind of, and it was for, you know, it wasn't just one year. The, the year that this was pulled for them was 1948. It was actually right after World War II, basically for about a decade from around the nation. They came to Hernando specifically for the uh, amateur field trials. Just a really cool thing to think that Hernando kind of planted its flag and found something unique to do to bring people kind of like what the Gatorade Fieldhouse is doing now. Uh, back then they were doing that. And man, I, I mentioned to Rob, the only thing that would have made this fact of the week better is if it would have sent it to us last week and we could have included in the show talking about the dog restaurant yes and and the uh and the animal shelter animal finally shelter. been approved so that would have been a great thing to put in there but again uh just something that hernando was known for what is that now 70 80 years ago was the u.s amateur field trials being held here every year and Derek, what you referred to if you did not hear our show from last friday Please go and listen to it. Um, what he's speaking of, the dog restaurant is the worst idea ever put uh, on the internet. It's uh, the worst idea ever put, you know, as far as a Hernando idea. So go listen to that show and you'll know what I'm talking about. We, we had a lot of fun with it here on our Friday show. Yeah, those cute dogs on the artwork, though. Right, right. Go listen to the show on Friday. Thank you, Rob Long, for another wonderful fact of the week. We really appreciate you uh, working with Derek and sending us that once or twice a week, sending us information for the uh, Soto County Fact the week brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum, nine to five, Tuesday through Saturday, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity and place to go. Take your kids, take your friends, take, if you have maybe some in-laws that come into town, say, Hey, let's go to the DeSoto County Museum. Admission is totally free. Absolutely free. No dime. Certainly we'll take a donation if that's something you're interested in. But as far as admission, they've never charged anyone admission to the DeSoto County Museum. Thank you, Rob Long, for continuing to believe in the UTW podcast. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing their very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. The Hernando Farmer's Market will be opening the market in conjunction with the DeSoto County Earth Day Celebration Saturday, April 23rd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The following week, they will return to regular business hours, which is 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., that's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. through October 29th. And they will also, don't forget, will also be doing a very special farmer's market on November 12th that coincides with the Dickens of a Christmas here in Hernando. The Hernando Farmer's Market is a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh, local experience. Some of the vendors that will be attending their first show this year will be 
Davis Meat Company, Clayton Farms, Precision Sharp. It's going to be knife sharpening there. Black Sheep Hot Sauce, Abney's Handmade Crafts. Almost 40 vendors will be there on that first Saturday. The Earth Day celebration I mentioned moments ago will have over 50 exhibitors. Direct Shred will be on site offering free document shredding. There will be kids' crafts and activities. 4-H will be there with demonstrations and live animals. And the DeSoto County and Hernando Animal Shelters will be on site with animals for adoption. So much going on Saturday, April 23rd, the DeSoto County Earth Day paired that with the Hernando Farmers Market. Just a wonderful, wonderful event. Saturday, April 23rd from 9 until 1. And then the following week will be the kickoff for the Hernando Farmers Market, which again runs all the way through October 29th. So glad to have them back as an advertiser, the Hernando Farmers Market. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, spring cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, new fence construction, new gate construction, any project on the outside of your home or business, give Richard a call. Let him come out, take a look. No project too small, no project too large. If he cannot assist you with it, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to work with the UTW Podcast. Well, Derek, before we climb into our sports uh, updates and baseball and softball and soccer scores, uh, pretty big news happening here under the water tower in the last few days. The Mississippi High School Athletic Association has made some changes. The city of Fernando, the school of Fernando, will be affected and some of the other county schools as well. Tell us about what has happened from a size standpoint and the different classifications in the state of Mississippi. And Matt, there are going to be uh, major changes because the Mississippi High School Athletic Association, the MHSAA, voted to add a seventh classifications for high school and realign the high schools based on school populations beginning with the 2023-2024 school year. So this is the, uh, the issues that they had brought up before them and why they made the change. There was a large discrepancy in numbers from the top of each classification to the bottom based on the number of the population for the schools. This plan, they believe, evens out and lessens the discrepancy for each class. And you're reading this from the website or from this is, a, this an is article? From, yeah, this is from the, an article. Uh, the reason for out, yeah, okay. Reasons for the, uh, the reclassification. They believe there'll be more teams with playoff championship opportunities. There'll be more cross-class and region scheduling opportunities, easy to maintain rivalry games, 
Teams will be able to pick their bye week if wanted. Okay. More sports regions will stay the same throughout the year without splitting districts, which I think goes actually opposite of what it was <laughs> was happening for DeSoto County, but we'll get to that in just a second. Right. Uh, the MHSAA will set classes and regions for sports that need classes combined. So, for example, swim – uh, for tennis, archery, bowling, they've done this in the past where they had maybe had to buy, combine some because there wasn't enough teams that would combine those districts. The MHSAA will set regions based on geography, travel as in the past, and they will set playoff structures similar to what we have now with any necessary changes due to reclassification. For DeSoto County, we're probably looking now, Matt, to having some schools in 7A, some schools in 6A. So I'm going to read briefly what those schools will look like. So the 7A now will include the top 24 schools by enrollment. There'll be four regions of six schools. The top four make the playoffs. 5A through 7A will start their playoffs one week after the 1A through 4A district tournaments, sports. And this is, it looks like it's going to be for all sports. So basically, 5 through 7A will start their playoffs one week after fourth, 1 through 4A size schools, basically in all sports going forward. And then for 6A, it's the same thing. They'll, it will be the next 24 schools by enrollment. So those will be schools 25 through 48 by population, uh, and again, four regions of six schools, and the top four make the playoffs. So again, this is the, the change is going to be made. Right now, all but one DeSoto County High School was in 6A. Lake Cormorant was the only school not in 6A. Everybody else was in 6A currently. Now, Matt, what I did was there was another report that kind of came along with this that somebody had posted that would show where those schools, so like if the population was pulled right now, I guess as of last year. If the population was school pulled at, at the beginning of the 2021 school year, this is who would be in 7A, and this is who would be in 6A. So for 7A in DeSoto County, you would have the most populated school in DeSoto County is DeSoto Central. They're actually, the, at the time, the second highest ranked school in the state. So DeSoto Central has the second most students in the state. South Haven, the fifth. Hernando, the 15th. Horn Lake, the 16th. So those would be your four schools in, in 7A. So in 6A, you would have Lewisburg, which would, which currently, again, this is not what it's going to be. We'll find out the end of next year. But right now, Lewisburg would be the most populated 6A school. It would be the highest, uh, followed by Olive Branch at 29th, Center Hill at 32nd, and Lake Cormorant at 43rd. So that's what you're looking at. So those that's how the schools would break out right now. So you'd have about four in 7A, four in 6A, if it was currently done. Now, with Lewisburg being the 25th school and only being seven less than the 24th ranked school currently at Terry, I'm going to say that Lewisburg has a really good chance 100%. of being 7A by the time uh, this is, again, this is going to be based off the population at the end of the 2022-2023 school year. Next school year. Entering 2023-2024, which is the first year that they will have 7A. So, you're so probably, we, won't know our no, we won't know our new districts literally until the summer, of, like next summer. Well, I think yeah, they'll put it out probably a little bit before that because right now they reclassify every two years and you're given a little notice because you got to set your schedules and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be probably within the next year or so. You'll know your new district. And then I'm going to say at least five DeSoto County schools are going to be in 7A. At 7A. Yeah. Um, now, Tupelo is the most populated school in the state right now at over 1,900 students. Uh, so we'll see if DeSoto Central catches them. They're only about 90 students behind them at this time. We'll see if that if they catch them before this is redone again a year from now. But it's going to be very interesting to see. 
I understand it. Um, I don't. Sure. The, the reason I, I guess I think people in DeSoto County may be a little upset about it. You know, we were one school away from having the entire region being right. in DeSoto County. We, had, we, we would have eight schools in 6A once Lake Cormorant would, you know, and I would assume within the next two to four years, Lake Cormorant would have had enough students to, to advance to 6A. That will no longer be the case. Uh, it'll be probably five and three, somewhere in there with the schools. And so, you know, in Lake Cormorant just now, now Lake Cormorant will be making the jump from 5A to 6A. Uh, everybody else, you'll have some staying in 6A, some moving to 7A. So it's going to be interesting to see, but a huge change. Um, and so now, you know, we're going to be with the, I would say the majority, including Hernando, are going to be with the big boys in 7A going forward. So, you know, we've been there now for a few years in 6A. And we'll, uh, it'll, it'll just be, you know, get tougher going forward. It's going to be tough, Derek. But again, once uh, Hernando builds a new high school in the next uh, three to four years, you know, Madison Lakes happens. Should that happen? Uh, different uh, neighborhoods around. It wouldn't surprise me if Hernando moves up into the top five size high school. Um, I'm, I would assume that Usselton and them are planning for a 2,000 to 2,200 person school. You know, right. uh, just that's what it could look like in the next 20 to 25, 30 years. So, I mean, I would assume that that's what they're doing and planning for that. Um, so I've seen some what some things look like. Going to be the usual spider-looking school mm-hmm. with room for expansion. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is, Hernando. I mean, right here under the water tower, uh, maybe we don't win all the games, but we can see some really good football, some really good basketball, uh, you know, right here in front of us for years and years to come. Well, it's just amazing to think that, I mean, in the state of Mississippi, you know, what we have, well, in the last census told us 17,500 people in our town. I'm going to say it's closer to 20. But even at 20-ish, you know, we have the potential to have a top 10, you know, by population public high school it's in big. Mississippi. It's I big. mean, that's that's a that's just a really big thing when you think that the, the town only being 20,000, you know, and 2,000 of those could be students. So it's just a really, you know, really, really cool thing to look at and uh, just a lot of excitement to come. And as you said, some really good hard-fought games coming under the water tower. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about that. Well, Derek, tell us about uh, Trojan soccer uh, before we talk about softball, which I have a little snippet here about softball in just a few minutes. Go ahead and tell us about Trojan soccer. Well, they ran into a tough team this week. Uh, they traveled to Lausanne and played a hard-fought match on a cool, blustery night and came up on the wrong end of a 2-0 loss. The loss drops the Trojans' record to 4-2 and 2-1 and and in district. Their next game will be Tuesday night against Crosstown High before getting back into district play on Thursday against St. George. Now we'll kind of move to the softball and the baseball portion of the show. Uh, under Trojan softball, the Lady Trojans took on the Lady Eagles of ECS in a district contest at the end of last week and scored a 20-10 victory. The Lady Trojans racked up 18 hits in that victory. Libby Sowell got the win for the Trojans, and Sowell, Reagan Adams, Megan Mullaney, Faith Ryan, Katie Bobo, and Kate Hubbard all had multiple hits for the Trojans. Their record is now 4-3, and 3-0 in district, and their next game is Tuesday night. For the, uh, the baseball Trojans, the, the guys, they had two games since our last show. The first game was against White Station, where the Trojans were victorious with a 20-3 victory. Spencer Haley got the win going three innings with seven strikeouts. The team had 12 hits, with James Smith going 3-for-3 three three with three RBIs and a home run, and Hudson Brown going 2-for-2 two two with a double. Jay Ferguson also had three RBIs. The next day, the Trojans faced Kirby High School and got an easy 16-0 victory. No stats were sent out on this game, but it went the minimum three innings, and I'm going to say that the on-base percentages and the batting averages for the Trojans went up. The record is now 12-4, 3-1 in district, and their next game is Monday night against ECS in the first of their two-game district series. 
Uh, moving on to Lewisburg softball. The Lady Patriots were busy with three games since our last show, two of those in district games. The first was against the Lady Jags of DeSoto Central, and this game was back and forth with the Lady Jags coming out on top 9-6. to six. Abrams for Lewisburg gets the loss, pitching four innings with four strikeouts. Jay Taylor had two RBIs for the Lady Patriots. The next night, they went against Olive Branch and scored an easy 10-0 victory with Raggett going four innings with eight strikeouts to get the win. Williams for Lewisburg led the team with three hits and two RBIs, and A. Harville also had two hits. H. Lott and L. Walker also had two RBIs for the Lady Patriots. Now, Lewisburg closed out their busy weekend with a game against the Lady Tigers of Hernando, and this time, Lewisburg was on the other end of a 10-0 score with the Lady Tigers getting the victory. Abrams goes four innings in the loss and has two strikeouts. The stats for Hernando will be discussed in their recap. The Lady Patriots are now 15-6-1 on the year and play St. Benedict Monday night. Moving on to Lewisburg baseball. Lewisburg faced off against Center Hill for their last two games in their best-of-three series, with Lewisburg holding a 1-0 lead in that series. In Game 2, Lewisburg got 5 in the 3rd, 4 in the 4th, and 1 in the 5th to get the 10-0 victory over the Mustangs. J.P. Allen goes the distance with 7 strikeouts for the win. Kay Greer had 3 RBIs for the Patriots, while Austin Hannigan and Riley Parker each had 2. With the series already in hand, Lewisburg went looking for the sweep in Game 3. Each team gets one run in the 1st, but then Lewisburg gets another in the second and three more in the fourth to take a 5-1 to one lead. Center Hill tries to make the comeback in the bottom of the seventh, plating one run, but it is too little too late as Lewisburg gets the victory 5-2. to two. Scott Sharp gets the win going six innings with five Ks. Jacob Hill was 3-3 three for three with an RBI, and Austin Hannigan was 2-3 for three with a double. Lewisburg is now 21-1 on the season and 6-0 and in district. They have a 19-game winning streak the longest streak in school history, and they are now ranked number two in the state. They will put that streak to the test in a big district matchup this week against DeSoto Central. Now moving on to Hernandez softball. Since our last show, Hernando defeated Horn Lake in a district matchup, and then Lewisburg on senior day, the 10-0 win that was mentioned before. In that game, Julia Shaw pitched all five innings for the win, striking out four. Allie Callahan and Jenna Shaw led the team with two hits, and Jenna Shaw had three RBIs, while Julia had two. Wolf for Hernando also had an RBI. Hernando's record is now 20-6, and six, and their next game is Monday night against South Haven for a district matchup. Derek, I told you on our last show that I had the opportunity. I'd been invited to do the announcing for Senior Day. Had a wonderful time. Set up our music. Again, beautiful day. Uh, sun was shining and just a very nice day on Saturday. And I had the opportunity to set our speaker system up and honor those seniors in between games. Uh, the JB for Hernando also looked like they're going to reload and just kind of keep rolling the Hernando softball and Lewisburg softball. But uh, the girls, the seniors that played were just um, – they were on fire. I mean, they they started out with a three nothing in the first. Uh, Julius Shaw, who like you mentioned as a pitcher, uh, hit a home run. Uh, so three nothing, then four nothing, then six nothing, then seven nothing, and they run ruled them in the fifth. So just the Hernando Tigers were um, they were really really good on Saturday, and wish them nothing but the best. And uh, you know, I've maybe been invited back to do a little announcing for the uh, playoffs. So looking nice. forward to that. Hopefully we can go pretty far, but I'll do my best to not embarrass anybody. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, but uh, looking forward to it. But look, nice young ladies. They all thanked me for for doing that. They know my my daughter uh, well, and and just I can't say it enough, man. Just a really good group of young ladies that have meant so much. They put Hernando across their chest um, for the last. 
two years that I know of and been more involved in at won a state title uh, with Hernando across her chest. They go all across the state of Mississippi with that big H and uh, they represent us well. So congratulations to all those young ladies. And then finally, Hernando baseball. Like Lewisburg, Hernando had a one nothing lead in their three-game district series against Horn Lake. In Game 2 Friday night, Thomas Mitchell pitched five innings, striking out ten in the 12-0 victory over the Eagles. Hernando got two in the first and then seven in a big sixth inning to pull away. Topher Jones and Luke Romine each had two hits for the Tigers, with Walker Kraft, Jones, Romine, and Peyton Harville all having RBIs. Hernando was looking for the sweep in Game 3 Saturday on Senior Day, and that is what they got with a 15-3 win, helped by ten runs in the fourth inning. Brody Martin had a big day at the plate with three hits, including a double in the first and a triple in the third, both driving in runs. The Tigers had 13 hits on the day, with Martin, Topher Jones, Carter Newton, and Owen Cooper all having multiple hits, with one of Jones' hits being a home run. Peyton Harville got the win, going three innings, allowing two runs, and striking out five. Josh Robinson came in to finish the game, giving up one run on one hit and striking out three. The Tigers are now 16-6. 9-0 and in district, and are done with district games. They will take on Cleveland Central tonight, Monday night, in Cleveland, and Whitehaver later on this week as they will try and stay on their winning streak with non-conference games until the playoffs start. And their playoff seating is set, so they will now get a bye next week, so they'll just be waiting for an opponent, sadly, Derek, for about two weeks. Yeah, well, well, a, a, a meaningful <laughs> opponent. For the well, yeah, two, exactly, an opponent from a, that matters when you know from a, a playoff standpoint. But that, that's kind of tough. And then getting that bye, going 9-0 and in district – we're going to be matched up with a team that's, you know, a, a one or two seed or whatever on the other side and that's uh, had to play. It's going to be tough. Well, it's going to be tough. Be tough. Uh, also, I mean, are we looking at like maybe an Oxford or some kind of stuff like that? Oxford Tupelo? Maybe. And, you know, you get past that second round, you're probably staring at Lewisburg. Uh oh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, let's just be honest. Because yeah. Lewisburg, DeSoto Central right now, I would right. say Lewisburg is going to win that district. It's, so so yes. Central's going to come in second. You may be looking Ooh. at Minnesota Central's second round. I mean, you know, it's going to be we, tough. Yeah, it's going to be. A but you'll be hosting though, right? Because you'll be the one seed. Oh, yeah, that's right. the one that's seed right. over that's here. Right. So that's definitely uh, one way to look at it. Congratulations to the all the young people as they continue to play hard on the soccer pitch, on the softball and baseball diamond. We cannot say it enough. Congratulations on having a year. I hope you enjoy every second of it, especially the seniors. Look, if you enjoy what we joke around here and we, we talk about on the UTW podcast, whether it be uh, talk about summer school, talk about the movie summer school, talk about the you know being go or reflecting on senior years and just a number of different things that we talk about here on the podcast. We really appreciate you supporting us. Please share it. Share it with your friends, your family. Let them know what we do here on the UTW podcast. Simply share the link from your phone if you don't mind. Uh, pass that along to somebody. Say, hey, these guys talked about you on the show or hey, these guys are talking about your soccer team or softball team on the show. That's going to help us continue to grow and we really appreciate it. Share it with your friends, your family. Share it on Hernando Happenings. Uh, give us a thumbs up wherever you can hear our, our voice. Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Help us move up when it comes to local podcasts. We really, really appreciate it. If you enjoy our show, find OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. OB Pod also covers Center Hill Athletics, Lewisburg Athletics, and Olive Branch. OB Pod. Look them up today. 
Derek, I hope you enjoy uh, Holy Week. Uh, most people know what I'm talking about. Palm Sunday being uh, yesterday, uh, Easter Sunday coming up at the end of uh, end of the week. Good Friday on Friday, a very meaningful week uh, in the Christian faith, and we definitely hope everybody has a safe week. Hope the young people playing all the different sports have a wonderful week uh, as we get ready, and they, they'll have a Friday and Monday off, That's right? Correct. Yeah, Friday, Friday and Monday Friday off Monday. for school for sure. So uh, Hernando's prom, which again we're not going to mention <laughs> if I agree that it should be on Good Friday, but we definitely want to wish for everyone's safety of course we'll talk more about that later on this week well Derek if there's nothing else I'm Matt and I'm Derek join us next time under the water tower this is where we dropped off a pretty little girl same grade as me